They're sitting on a couch. It's usually just two characters or sometimes three characters. And they're always talking and sitting. They're just sitting in a chair. The pacing sucks. There's no style to anything. It's so boring. From the concrete shores of Arlington, Texas, this is the Approximate Podcast with your hosts, Jamie French, Orion Quest, and Diva Powers. Yes, I do. You got your coffee? Uh, no. What's wrong with you? I'm tired of your what, shit. Are you Russian? I'm tired of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Russian? Yes, I've got my, I've God got my drink damn it. prepared. A black man drinks black coffee. What's wrong with hey, you? Hey, I like my coffee like I like my women in a cup. Ah, oh, man. And you're ripping off jokes, too. Like, like the Germans. Like the Germans. <laughs> how, wait, how was that? Like the uh, what, what's about Germans and coffee that I don't know about? What joke are you making? Oh, a new one, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. <laughs> one that you had not heard before. <clears throat> that didn't make any sense. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name's Jamie French. And then there's Orion Quest. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so on today's episode, we are going to have an adjunct onto the last episode, uh, episode 20. This is episode 21. You are correct. If you go back and listen to episode 20, it's all about 20 something, where we. I, I completely flubbed that. And it's all you, about 20 if you don't want If you don't want to go back to episode 20, fuck off and just take your <laughs> chance. Fuck off and take your chances. Where uh, the entire reason of the last episode where we're talking about 20-somethings is that I wanted to give some sage advice to people that are younger than we are now. (laughs) Uh, We are in our late 30s to early 40s, and uh, I just wanted to help some 20-year-old kids out, people that might be in our demographic that are listening to our show. Um the last episode we did was very conversational and kind of touched on some things about like is like the essence of being 20. Uh, but we got into some like kind of personal conversation and it's a good show. You should absolutely check it out. Very entertaining. But for this particular episode, uh, like I said, it's an adjunct. We want to spend a little time to give you some practical information uh, for those that are in their 20s. Um Okay, so I thought uh, a decent way to figure out how to give um, 20-year-olds people from anywhere from 20 to – I'd say their late 20s, not even even like, you know, 29, but maybe people up to like 27 um, would be to – I'm going to base this podcast off of – it's it's a theory, okay? It's a psychological theory. It's called uh, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, okay? And this gives us a nice basic structure to inform any kind of uh, 20 to 27-year-old about how to live their life and kind of minimize the confusion of being in your 20s, okay? Um, so just a little background. Uh in 1943, a psychologist named Abraham uh, Maslow uh, concocted what's called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Okay, uh, It was officially – the Hierarchy of Needs was officially uh, 
published in 1954 in a few scientific essays. I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. I'm trying to base the kind of uh, information that we're going to give you on some kind of scientific theory, uh, basically from psychology. Because if there's anything about being 20-something, it's that it's all about what's happening up in your head and the confusion that's happening there. We're trying to help you figure out how to be the best person you can be and how to be the most successful you can be. And when you're in this 20-year-old state, the world is a confusing place, and it's because your brain is confused. So we're going to base this off of a psychological standpoint. Uh, if that makes any sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you just can't you just can't go through <laughs> Urban Dictionary and Wiki to get this shit together. Son. You're not gonna get a whole lot of help there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of entertainment, a whole little help. <laughs> so, um, okay. So the uh, it's a basically it's a pyramid, uh, and the pyramid as it stands basically has uh, uh, five levels. From the very base, building your way to the top. Um, and so let's just start off right from the very base. Uh, so the very base of the pyramid of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which every 20-year-old should absolutely have to know, is, um, let's see, uh, physiological needs. So that's pretty it's the most it's the most base, simple stuff. Okay, so in that you have things as simple as breathing, food, uh, water, sex, uh, sleep, homeostasis, and where you're gonna shit at night. So it's 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 you, do you got a roof over your head? Can you put some mutton in your mouth? <laughs> Are you gonna do mutton? you do you have a hole where you're gonna take a shit? So let's start off with the very basics, and I think this is absolutely essential to a 20-year-old because all of the needs on the first part of the pyramid are taken care of by your parents until you are 18 to 20 years old, where you have to start fending for the very base of the pyramid all on your own. Um, And I want to preface this by also saying that what we're about to tell you with Maslow's a hierarchy of needs is kind of predicated on the um, we're talking to the common schlub. Uh, we're not talking about uh, dreamers, and this will make more sense when we, once we climb up the period or pyramid. Once we climb up the pyramid, what I'm this what I'm about to say is going to make a lot more sense. Um, we're talking about and two people that aren't necessarily dreamers. We're, we're talking to people that don't know what they want to do in life, but they don't want to suffer through their 20s. And that's what our explaining this pyramid is all about. Um, again, once we get to the top of the pyramid, this will make a lot more sense. But for people that are dreamers, you're musicians, you're artists your writers, your scientifically minded, they don't really need this pyramid. Um, people with inborn, predisposed to ambition, they 
finding their way to the top of the chart without any, like, uh, they don't need any kind of um, guidance, okay? Uh, but there are a lot of people, and, and this was expressed in uh, the episode prior to this one, there are a lot of people that are kind of, they're kind of wanderers. They're kind of, uh, I, I mean, Orion, when you're in your 20s, you're kind of lost a little bit. You know, if you don't have, like, a specific thing you're chasing in mind. Now, you were, as a like a drummer and a musician, you were chasing dreams. But, of course, you always had a lot of friends that you grew up with in your 20s who were your own age. And you recognized them as not being dreamers. They were just kind of lost and wandering. And yeah. that's what this episode is for. Unfortunately, I was taught how to live in the penitentiary. I won't bore you with the details. I will tell you this, and I swear to my life on these facts. When I pulled up, you get assigned to where you're going to go. When I pulled up, there was body bags out there from from the riot that happened before. And I knew at this point that I'm chances are my soft ass isn't going to make it out of there. Lucky for me, the things that I did that got me there put me in a different location. I was in um, I was in um, the trustee camp, and there I met an old man. <laughs> we called him the coach. Um, we called him the coach uh, for a reason because um, he did the training for the the, the baseball teams and um, the penitentiary football teams. And yeah, they they do have that stuff there. He was an older man that was wise beyond his years, and um, one day he got a hold of me and. Um, he said, he said, basically, to, for lack of a better phrase, he says, you know, I, I've been watching you. You go to school, you go to classes, and you, you're kind of a smart kid. Leads me to believe that you, you're no, you're no criminal. So, um, I'm going to give you something that I give very few kids that make it through here. I'm going to give you advice on how to live, because obviously, if you knew how to live, you wouldn't have been here to begin with. Obviously, at some point in time, you believe that. The world was yours and they owed you. You just thought you could take it, you know, but life isn't like that. So he gave he believe it or not, the, the things you're about to learn from Jamie was a skill set that I was taught in jail. A, uh, your story is wonderful, but you're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so let, let me get back to the look. Let's bring it back. I want to explain to these kids out here what the first part of the pyramid is, all right? The first part of the pyramid is all about basic living. Your parents kick you out of your house, you know, the, your comfort zone, the nest that you were raised in, and you're in this great big wide open world with only your emotions and shitty thoughts to <laughs> bring you through the day, okay? So... We've established that the whole story that you were telling was based off of the fucking, uh, the first part of the pyramid, which is, can you breathe? Can you eat? Do you got a, a roof over your head? Um, do you got a place to shit? Basic human needs. Let's address that for somebody that's in their 20s that are finding that level hard to do. Uh... It's tough when you're out in the world and you're 20 years old and you've just been kicked out of the fucking nest 
and you don't have a lot of guidance and you're not a dreamer, you're not like predisposed to just finding your way. Like you almost have the inborn root, like the map onto how to live your life. Uh, like some of us do, but most of us don't. This shows for you who don't. Um, how do you how do you breathe? How do you put a shelter over your head? How do you make sure you got food? What what is it when you're a confused twenty year old? What's the first thing you have to do with little guidance and no dreams? How to make the first level work? Cheat. <laughs> okay, well, tell me what you mean by that. Um, that's easy. When I when I got out, I had none of these things. When you got out of prison, yeah. So, so actually, I had, yeah, uh, yeah. This is this is this is okay. So okay, now the uh, prison story brings us back. It has relevance. You, you, Bitch, you, it had relevance before. You just felt like you had to say that. <laughs> so you're okay. So square yeah. one. We're talking to a person. How old were you when you got out of prison? Oh, I got out at nineteen. Nineteen. How long were you in? Oh, you! I was, prison, I was, I was, so in, were... I was in. When I say this, you're gonna laugh. I was in for six months. Oh, okay. How in the hell could you get a five year sentence and stay six months? That's easy. Good behavior. Nope. Bad There's, behavior. Well, actually, go. Cool. <laughs> that was damn funny. Actually, there was a rule at the time that meant that every 28 days equaled a year, and I spent two years in Denton County. So what happens is they'll send you down to run you through a battery of tests, get you registered, and kick you out. The process takes about six months. Okay. Since then, the law has changed, but that's how I that's how I, I got out. I actually spent two years of incarceration. Okay. But anyway, I get get out. Yeah. Um, get out, and this is what's important. We're talking about the first level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So we're dealing with a person that got out of prison at nineteen. So he's the, the his story is going to be the perfect uh, uh, kind of starting point, a clear slate of what you need to do to it to set up this first level of basic physiological needs. What'd now, you do? When I say cheat, I mean that for real. <laughs> I mean cheat. If you have a friend, if you have a girlfriend, even if you have family that can put you up for a minute till you can get a job, that's what you need to do. My story is the first day I got home, I stayed with my mom, who was glad to see me. As strange as this may sound, the next day, the next day, out of fate, I was just sitting on the porch and my ex-girlfriend drove by. She no longer lived in Denton. She lived in um, Fort Worth. Hadn't seen me in a long time and wanted to hook up. So I grabbed my stuff and went with her. She had a place to stay. She had food. Her dad had money. Mm. So I took, in, in doing that, it, it, had, it was cheating because I didn't get it myself. But I got it through other means. So in other words, I did end up getting a domicile and a place to live. How were you able to go up the chart where you were able to uh, secure that and get to the next level, which is safety? 
So in safety on this pyramid, the safety means uh, we have uh, safety of body, safety of employment, safety of resources, safety of morality, family, health, and property. Um, so basically, once you get past the point of having a roof over your head, a place to shit, things to eat, mm-hmm. and you're protected from the weather, mm-hmm. um, you get the next level mm-hmm. of basically what is what we would call in today's culture privilege. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 that's, a, that's a cheap soundbite way of saying it, but the next level of privilege is to have safety of body, employment, resources, morality, family, health, and property. Um, once you got past the basics, right. how were you able to attain the second step? Okay, because um, going back to what my what the coach said, um, anything else you need, you're not you're going to have to have legal tender for that, and for you to have legal tender, you got to get a job. So. I was thinking, I can't so stay yeah, there for long. Employment, you know? that's, yeah, employment—that's on the list. Employment. I can't stay there for long. I mean, I mean, there's a, I'm, I'm not a mooch either, you know. Right. So I don't want to just stay here, eat all their stuff without returning it, or right. use being, all their services without returning some type of well, some type of monetary thing. No, say, no, yeah, you. no. Being a mooch would be a, uh, a a property of stage one. See, stage one says you only have to have. A roof over your head, food in your belly, a place to shit. Um, it doesn't say how you have to go about it. Hmm. So being a mooch totally works on level one. How did you get beyond being a mooch well, on, I, on level two? I found my first job. I went out and found a job. Uh, the job only paid about $9 an hour, but it had a great it had a great um, commission structure, and it was my first well, it was I would say it was my first dive into into customer service, but I kind of knew what they were wanting. And it was um, it was selling and renewing memberships for public broadcasts for, for PBS, mm-hmm. which I was a fan of Sesame Street as well as as well as um, Monty Python's Flying Circus. Right. Those were my two weapons. I used those to sell any anything to anybody that was that was in that campaign. So now. I have a job. The job, unfortunately, the job was about three miles away. So every day, back and forth to work, I would walk three miles there, three miles back. But I was making I was making enough money to now give the people that I was there money for staying to say thank you and now begin to take care of getting food for me and my girlfriend. So now you're culpable. Now you're not just getting by on scams and uh, cheats. Now you are actually in charge of maintaining the first level of the pyramid and enjoying the second level of pyramid, uh, which is the safety, uh, Mm -hmm. based on your uh, uh, ability to be forthright and uh, start – you're starting to make things happen for yourself, which drives you further up the pyramid – Right. You're now at a place on level two where you're driving yourself further up the pyramid and not relying on scams just yes. for the base. Yeah, I support you. You state that because um, I was living with two other people. So these two other people were recognizing, hey, 
he's actually out trying to do this. He, he could keep the money himself. Mm-hmm. He could spend it on other things and never give us any money. But he's giving us money. So as long as he's giving us money, we might as well keep him around. So that's that pretty much locks down the safety thing. All right. Well, then that moves us further up the chart. And as we go up the chart, things get more privileged and more heady, uh, which is the nature of the chart. And please, if you're 20, pay attention to this. Um, the third level of the chart is love and belonging. Okay? You've taken care of your basics. By hook or by crook, you've fed yourself, kept a roof over your shoulders— uh, you have found a place to shit. Again, by hook or by crook, you cheat, you lie, you steal. Second level is safety. You've earned your way up the chart. Uh, you are now from, uh, now you are starting to take care of yourself. You've afforded all of the things by your own gumption from level one, and now you've maintained some kind of security, okay? Um, but level three again gets a little more heady we're now we're talking about the ability to maintain friendships family and sexual intimacy these are things that you've earned by accomplishing the first two steps of the ladder okay or the pyramid as it were um so where when you were financially secure when you did land yourself a job how, what was your life like at level three? How did you find that your being self-reliant had granted you things like being, um, what is it, secure right. in your friendships, family, mm-hmm. and sexual intimacy? Yeah, well, as I had mentioned earlier, they... Uh, one was the one was the girl I was seeing, and one was the sister of the girl that I was seeing. The sister of the girl that I was seeing said, "Hey, he's not coming here and fucking about. He's he's up in the morning. He goes to work. He comes back, does this, that, and the other. Goes to bed, wash, rinse, and repeats. Every, every two weeks, he, he he gives us a check." He says, "Hey, here's some money for this. Here's some money for that. I know y'all got everything else, but." You know, here's this for you guys, and for the sister, she that she, she she was like, "That's okay, dude. I can I can deal with that." So I now belong to her kind of group of friends, her kind of club, kind of. I now I now belong to her. You no, know, you know what I mean by that, right? Absolutely. He's now able to talk about interpersonal relationships he was not able to talk about interpersonal relationships from level one that's a very important thing to know a lot of 20 year olds uh go in uh and from level one they think well everything should happen all at once not only should you be uh, fed and a roof over your head but then you should also be able to enjoy all the intimacy of of earning your way to level three you should you should like everything should happen all at once not only am i fed and i got a place to shit and a roof over my head but then i can explore all of uh the ins and outs of having interpersonal relationships 
And that's not going to be the case. You're going to run into problems if you have problems maintaining step one or step two. You know, feed yourself, put a roof over your head, maintain security with friends, family, and other relations, security over your body. and 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 then only after you did those two levels can you get to step three and be able to have the kind of stories that Orion's telling now. Keep telling your story. Oh, shall we stay there? Or shall we move on? Because no, 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 no. Because we're about to we're about to get to step four. But I want you to actually finish your story oh. so it can bring us to step four. Oh well, um, I was pretty much I, I was I was pretty much ending it there. I was I, our relationship grew just based on that. You know, we'd, we'd, of course, we'd go out, see some movies, and, or we'd stay at home and just chill out at the house. And we, we, we became, we became what I like to think was a healthy and blossoming relationship. Every, there was, there was peace along the land, as they were saying. <laughs> the roommate was happy, the girlfriend and was you, happy, and I, I was happy. And you saying that actually brings us to step four. Because of, of what you said, there's this this kind of quotient of happiness that happens that can only come from the attainment of level four, which is esteem, okay? And in that level, uh, you have self-esteem, confidence. Uh, you have achievement, respect of others, respect by others. Okay, so this is very important. We're almost at the top of the pyramid. Now we're at a place of, of privilege, as it were, to where you can actually start to think about your own self-esteem, where you can, where you have gone from the base level, just trying to keep yourself alive, to security, to love and interpersonal relationships, and now you can start thinking of how you feel about yourself, uh, which is odd. Because level one is about taking care of yourself biologically, okay? So you have to be thinking about yourself, which kind of leads uh, credence to immorality, which is to say by hook or by crook, uh, by lying, cheating, stealing, whatever it takes to put a roof over my head, you're base, you're animal, you're, you're making it happen. So you progress to level four where it's about self-esteem and you can actually start rising above that base animal level to the point where you start taking care of yourself by your own uh, – uh, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Just by your own actions, okay? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, to the point where you've afforded yourself to now you can actually start thinking about yourself again. So level one, animal. You're thinking about yourself. Level two and three – you get beyond yourself and you start taking care of yourself by uh, paying attention to other people and doing right by other people, which makes you a responsible person, okay, and gets you the things you need by being well towards others to where you've earned your way to level four, where you can actually start thinking of yourself again, not in the base do wrong or do good so long as I get food, but but you can start thinking you've earned the right to think about yourself and where you stand among your peers 
Now you're beyond the need for food. You're beyond the need for shelter. You're beyond the need for safety. You're beyond the need for um, having to interact with people and learning how to live and love. Um, You got that. Now you can actually – you have room for dessert basically is what it is. Mm -hmm. And that dessert comes in self-esteem, and I'll I'll list them again. Uh, Self-esteem, the dessert, is uh, you're paying attention to your own confidence, your achievements – your respect of others, and most importantly, uh, people's respect of you. So this is much headier as you go up the list. Uh, when did you feel in your? When did you feel you started gaining respect for others? Uh, when did you feel like people started to respect you? Because I imagine if this list is any kind of correct, you weren't getting respect right out of jail mm-hmm. you weren't getting respect on levels one and two you started getting respect and started feeling that was a thing that you could think about and conceptualize when you got to a certain point in your life mm-hmm. you started feeling that was a thing at about age what late 20s early 30s or maybe maybe even late 30s mid yeah what yeah we're talking for me, it was the early. It was the early thirties for me. About your early thirties, you started thinking about what it was like to be confident. Yeah, I was finally you, playing. You I was finally felt playing like you music were on top and, of your game. Yeah, you yeah. started realizing that you didn't have to like hero worship. That people started actually respecting you, and maybe that felt a little weird. Spending all of your life being a musician, you were. You're like, yeah, well, I know what it's like to respect a lot of people I like, but then you start having motherfuckers come up to you. They weren't doing that when you were 19, but now they are doing that, and it, like, means something. Now you're at that level. Like, what age did that start happening to you? Oh, about, um, I want to say about 29, 30. About 29, 30. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I mean, uh, the, the entire our entire relationship is based on the fact that other people had respect for you. You never came to me, and you never came to any of the bands I was in when we needed somebody. You were at a point where we had respect for you, and that was a thing that you were in charge of. You could command the respect that you were given. You were at level four. You were you are now you had proven yourself. You had brought your life to a place where you were able to command respect. And we gave it in spades. Everybody in the music industry around everybody Orion's this, Orion's that. He's the man. And you would get offers left and right. Um, to this day, that's still happening, which is why you're in a number of bands. Um, so at a certain point in your life, you made it to level four. You were able to command respect, and that's what our relationship is actually – I keep uh, – this is like the ninth time I've said the word predicated, but it's what it's predicated off of. Um, we remember being in awe of you, and we wouldn't be in awe of you unless you had earned your way up that uh, – pyramid maslow's pyramid um so 
the reason why we are able to tell you about this pyramid at all is because, by and large, Orion and I are at a level four, and we'll see where we stand. We're possibly at a level five, and that's the only reason that we can use this chart to dictate to you what you ought to be doing and how life should feel as you're going up the chart. Because when you're in your 20s, you you need a uh, you need a a kind of uh, uh, a litmus a Something. litmus you need a litmus you need you need a a a goal which is not like people again <laughs> this comes back people with dreams have a goal they have like a physical thing they want to do and they'll work their way up the chart by hook or by crook just to get there but I'm talking about people without dreams people without dreams that are just they. Maybe they're in college and they don't know what to do. Don't go to college. Don't rack up that debt. Or people that have, like, they don't even, or maybe you're poor and you can't go to college and you don't have dreams, but you still want to be a happy person. Fine, fine. Here's how you get to being a happy person. The top of the triangle. It may not be a physical goal, but it is, it's where your mindset needs to be in order for you to attain complete happiness. Orion and I are only able to tell you these things because we've made our way up the chart. Again, we are long past our 20s. I'm in my late 30s. He's in his early 40s, and we're sitting here able to tell you this story. If we weren't somewhere towards the top of the chart, you wouldn't be hearing this right now, okay? I'll put it simply like that. I don't mean to grandize, but um, towards the top of the chart is where you actually get to feel and ruminate about self-esteem, okay? And that's very privileged place to be. That means if you're on that part of the chart, that means you've kind of made it a little bit, and that's that's good, not even a little bit. You're towards the top of the chart. You've kind of made it. Um, so bu- 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 I said kind of when I didn't. <laughs> Man, I'm stepping on my own goddamn go. words. Um, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so let's get, to, let's get to the top of the chart. Let's get to the top of the chart mm. on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. At the top of the chart, the most privileged place is my favorite. It's my favorite. It's self-actualization. Oh, my goodness. That is exactly where you want to be. Okay? And here is where you've gone so far that you get to ruminate about— I've said ruminate nine times now, too. Yes. Uh, You you get to pontificate. What the (laughs) hell does that mean? Pontificate. uh, Yeah. It means means pontificate. It, okay, so this is where you get to uh, think about morality and creativity. Uh, it's where you get to uh, be spontaneous, uh, uh, problem solving. Uh, it's where you have a lack of prejudice, uh, where you gain acceptance of other people. Uh, and I, you know, I want to take a look at this thing because I got this one little thing. Oh, and it's where you appreciate actual facts. Okay. It's it, the top of this pyramid assumes a great many things, most of which is did you build your way up the pyramid to get to this point? Secondly, 
And, you know, I should have prefaced the I, – I made, like, two prefaces before we started, but the most important preface I should have made before we got to the You are a preface-making motherfucker. You know I that? am because things are complicated and life is hard. The preface uh, of prefaces. But this whole pyramid should have been prefaced, and I have it actually written down my no- my notes, but um, it assumes – the chart assumes that you are emotionally intelligent. Okay, now this is very important. It assumes that you are emotionally intelligent and that you don't have any kind of um, that you're not psychologically unsound, which is to say that you don't suffer from any kind of uh, personality disorder, that you don't suffer from depression, uh, that, you know, that you're not wonky in the head. It's totally fine to be wonky in the head. Uh, I know I am. Uh, and maybe Orion is too, but I don't think so. Got a quarter wonky in there. <laughs> uh, the whole chart assumes that that you don't have that you're not chemically imbalanced. If you are generally chemically balanced, this chart will work wonders for you. If you're chemically imbalanced, well, then we we may need a whole other show for you. Um, because you, in order to climb up the ranks, it the chart assumes that you are healthy in your brain. If you're not, and you've made it this far into the podcast, apologies. Again, I should have preferenced. Uh, but I will have links in the description of the video and the uh, SoundCloud podcast um, that will direct you to where you need to be so that one day, you may be able to follow this chart. Uh, I'm sorry, you don't got a head start. Um, and this was for people that didn't have a head start to begin with. So you're double fucked. And and I, I appreciate that. And I will do my best to, if you're a fan of this podcast, to help send you on the right course. Uh, but assuming that your brain's intact and that you're not chemically wonky... Um, you get to ascend to level five on this chart, okay? And again, that is all the fucking, that's all the ice cream and all the, <laughs> it's all the best stuff that living has to get. It's where you want to be as a person. Level five assumes um, a great deal of uh, power. You know, as you climb the chart, you become a more powerful person. But it's been proven time and time again, and in 2017, uh, without going into details, we know that a lack of prejudice is not necessarily a contingent of level five. We also know that uh, acceptance and the acceptance of facts are not a contingency of level five, although we may view people that are at a level five as having made it. Hmm. Remember, this is a, this is, uh, it's, it's, very, it's important to point out that the, um, that the pyramid is, it's not a level of personal success uh, as far as money is concerned. It's not how rich you become. It's not how, powerful you become um, as a, a person of influence. It's how powerful you become as an individual. You know, how much reign 
you can uh, you have over your own person how much control you have over your own person that's where the power lies that's the importance of level 5 so when we get to things like prejudice and acceptance and acceptance of the facts at hand um you may be confused you know it may be a confusing subject as well there's a lot of people in great amounts of power that are assholes you know we have a lot of people that are in power a lot of people that rise to the top are wealthy and they seem to have their family in order and they seem to have all their shit in order but they're dicks how does that relate to level five well level five says nothing about wealth level five says nothing about uh, uh tangible privilege this is a this is a pyramid of the mind this is a pyramid of emotional health which is why i said uh you have it assumes emotional health okay this pyramid is about being a the most productive individual you can be not the most influential not the most influential power base you can be okay success should not be in this discussion success is not defined by the money and the influence money yields Success is defined by how whole you are as a human being in your brains, okay? That's what this whole thing is about, and that's why I feel that this is the most pertinent uh, discussion we could have for 20-year-olds that are trying to make it because you need to know. In fact, let me just cut to the chase. Let me just cut right to the chase. Um in your 20s, if you're ever in doubt, which if you're in 20s, you're in doubt. <laughs> um, if you're ever in doubt, you can pull up uh, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs right on Wikipedia. First thing that pops up on Google. Um, links in the description. <laughs> no excuse if you're listening to this podcast. Look up the chart and ask yourself what your problems are. Then compare it to the chart. Okay? Oh, fuck. Ah, oh, my girlfriend's breaking my heart. Ah, oh, my boyfriend's just, I don't know. I, shit, should I fuck other people? I, like, want to fuck other people. But I still really like this person. I don't, and these things are confusing. <laughs> fuck all that. Compare that problem to where you stand on the chart It'll clear your head right the fuck up. It'll clear your head right the fuck up. Okay? So, with that being said, I want to get to one last uh, goof to top this podcast up. Okay? This is going to be a, a bout of personal information. Okay? That you're going to deliver unto the unwashed 20-year-old masses. Okay? okay? <laughs> uh, what we have here is last bits of personal advice okay um so i'm gonna start uh 20 year olds out there you hear us talk about maslov's pyramid of the hierarchy of needs we've bumbled our way through it we'll have links in the description so that you can hopefully investigate further um but my own 
But what I can give you personally as a 37-year-old nothing <laughs> is um, a 37-year-old nothing that's made it this far. What I would tell you is throughout your 20s, and this is going to be hard to do, but I implore that you do it, is to shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut don't don't say anything if it occurs to you emotionally to say something. Especially if you get mad about something, shut up. Don't say nothing. If you are fucking if you find a cause that you want to speak up about, shut up. Don't say nothing. Say nothing because Here's what's wrong and what's right about being 20 in your 20s, okay? You know nothing, but you feel everything. And God damn it, when you, we're monkey-brained, when you feel everything, it makes you want to say everything. And that will always work against you until you know something. And so long as you're 20-something and you haven't built up experiences, you know nothing. So say nothing. Instead, Every time you have the urge to say something emotional or angry, here's what you do instead. Here's what you do instead. You listen to old fucking about halfway through their life, Jamie, and you say, what did Jamie teach me? Jamie said that every time I feel like talking, don't. What should I do instead? Here's what you do. You say, instead of talking, I, I, I step back, look at the conversation at hand, listen to everybody else who's fool enough to talk, and learn from their mistakes. Now, that's going to be very hard to do for you. Okay, I understand. It's so it's so tempting to talk, but what you actually want to do is shut the fuck up and listen and listen, okay? And there's a, a bit of a disclaimer here. You'll hear you'll be you'll hear this time and time again. I, oh, I'm, I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna learn from people's mistakes. Okay, well, that's great. That's great, and you can absolutely do that, and that's the that's the path of the wise man. But you should also learn from your own mistakes. You can't. You can't. You can't be. Uh, and it's look. It sounds like double talk, and I don't mean it to be. You should absolutely make mistakes, but don't make mistakes in conversation. Make mistakes out in the world. Like, engage with the world and fuck up and learn actual mistakes. That way, when you do get into a, a, a place where you're expected to talk, you actually have something worthwhile to say. Until then, when you're engaged in conversation, shut the fuck up. Don't. Until you're 30. <laughs> okay? So that's my first piece of advice. Orion, what's your piece of advice that you would give the kids? It's an exciting time for you. You've got a lot of things to look forward to. You've got a lot, a lot of things that you want to do. Some of you have dreams. Some of you have desires. 
Most importantly, you wear your heart on your sleeve and you're ready to take on the world. Well, that's all good and fine. But um, let's just keep things in perspective. I don't know what your last name is, but if there was ever a time to consider what your legacy is going to be, now's the time to consider it. Stay in school. If you can't stay in school, learn a trade. Learn a trade and make money. With money, buy those things. Get into a relationship. Be good to the person that you're with. Love the people that you're with. Take care of your friends and make sure they're taking care of you. Because um, in the end, that's what it's going to be about. It's going to be when your children or your friends or your dog or whoever you leave behind, that's what they're going to say. What mark did he leave on this world? What mark did she leave? Was she a, a, a world-class person? Or were they just a good person? You know, that they, they go to church, that they take care of their mom. These are the things, these are the things that legends are, to, are spoken of. These are the things that don't die when your body's put in the ground. Just try to just try to remember that as you, you travel through the world. Okay, uh, my second. You got a second thing that you you like. It, you like wasted all of your. <laughs> you wasted everything you had to say on step one because you have another point to make. I gave us each two. <laughs> um, please refer no, no, back no, no, to no, point no, no, one. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Let me get my. Let me. You just want me to go back and say what I said last time. <laughs> let me get my last one out of the way. You know what? No, my my last one will actually work for the last thing that needs to be said on the pack podcast at all. Uh, give us one more piece of advice, one more piece, and then I'll I'll end it. One more piece. Of advice. One more piece. But be silly. God one damn it, piece, be silly. One more piece of advice. Um... Tell a motherfucker how to make a fucking meal. Take <laughs> uh, 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 just. Take care of yourself. Just take fucking care of yourself. Yeah, go back to level it, one. I mean, I mean, you, you motherfuckers don't even understand that you are the core to the universe that you live in. That's presumed. We already know that they don't understand yeah. what they what we're trying we're to convey. Try, we no, don't need Orion. to presume that Orion. we're presuming anything. Well, what we're, we're we're trying to convey is that we already know what they don't know, okay? Oh. They don't know that they don't understand. We're trying to hey. tell you, hey, you you don't understand, hey, you. so listen up. Hey, you. Come a little closer. Come a little closer. Come a little closer. You are the center of your own universe. Don't tell them that. So if you fuck up your shit... You fuck up your universe. Oh, I do not. I do not like that advice. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> it always starts. It always starts from the core. If your house has a good foundation, it should last quite a this while. Is, this is not good. It's not good for you. Oh, look, motherfuckers, don't li never listen. Never. You are not the star of your own movie. Call other, me coach. Other people exist and you rely on them and you don't even know it. 
That's half of the problems that you have that you're facing that you're tuning into this podcast for are based on the fact that you don't even know how important other people are to your life. You are not an island. No man is an island. She's you, right. You are. She's right. You are propped up by. Look, we. Uh, l- let me. <laughs> let me make it heavy and harsh for you. I don't know how heavy I'm going to be, but I'm going to make it harsh. Um, uh, as as much as you take of the world in, and it makes it feel like you are the star of your own movie because all you know about life is shit that you've enjoyed. Like just movie and musics and pop culture and things that touch your emotions. None of that has prepared you for how the world actually works. And what the world how the world actually works is that you are part of a society, whether you like it or not, you're a part of a species. Whether you like it or not, you're part of the human race. And sorry, the human race doesn't allow for single fucking unit snack bags and you're not you're not special you're not a fucking you're not a thing that can be enjoyed individually you are part of a larger system and and the hardest lesson that you're going to have to learn is to get beyond yourself to step outside of your own head if you're ever in doubt compare your life to the chart and then ask yourself Am I being everything for my own self, or am I being for others? If the answer is I'm being for others, then you're fine. If the answer is I'm only concerned with my own self, refer to the chart and fix your shit. Okay? So, Orion, you're wrong, (laughs) and I don't agree with your advice. Here's one thing that we do agree upon is that you're not in this thing by yourself. You have people that are helping you that you don't even know about. The point that I'm making is that if they help you and you don't recognize that they're helping you or you don't do anything to fix yourself while they're helping you, then you're no good to anybody else. That's the point I'm making. So in that part in in that part in the movie where you are your own movie and you're injured and your best friend comes in and swoops in and saves your life, <laughs> This is the part of the movie where you're supposed to say, thanks for helping me out, so let me help you back, and let's do this together. And that'll be a part of that movie. Not, well, thanks for helping me. I'm just going to keep on going la-da-da-da-da. That's no good. That's no good for anybody. That's no good for anybody. Okay, and so that brings me to a thing that I've probably quoted twice. This will end it. This brings me back to a thing that I've quoted twice on this podcast, at least twice. Um, which is a very simple lyric from a fucking Long Islander by the name of Billy Joel. Uh, you go back and you listen to a song called James, and there's a refrain in that song. And the lyrics are, do what's good for you or you're not good for anybody. Now, on the surface, that sounds like a selfish proposition, okay? Do what's good for you. No, 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 no. No, it's... Or you're not good for anybody. Anybody being the subject that matters. Be for other people. 
You are part and parcel of a world that is made up of people, and they make your special little world happen for you. So do what's good for you in the service of everybody else so that you can keep enjoying life. That's what you need to learn about being 20. And it all came from a dumb Long Islander that drunk too much, crashed his car, and went, oh, 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 oh. for the, the longest, longest time. <laughs> that amount of wisdom can come from such a stupid thing. And I'm a fan. Um, so, okay, uh, the last thing I was going to say as far as personal advice was procrastination. Um, I'm 37 years old. I spend most of my time procrastinating. Um, I have a uh, podcast. I have a band. I run a rehearsal studio. I uh, am a huge career in porn. I uh, graphic designer. So many things. Uh, I uh, awesome family that I keep awesome relationships with. Um, I'm good at fucking. Uh, I got great friends. I, I do all these things, and I procrastinate all the time. And I'm, I mean, you know, I'm barely good at what I do. <laughs> so take it from me with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what you have to say for yourself after all of that is, yeah. What I have to say for myself is, Orion, I believe you got something to say. Yes, uh, the Approximate Podcast is a Dead Girl production. Our addresses have changed. You can uh, find us, of course, at the mothership, approximatepodcast.com. Um, you can catch us on Twitter as well as Facebook. For Twitter, it's Approxpod, A-P-P-R-O-X-P-O-D. Or at Facebook, it'll be facebook.com forward slash Approxpod. You can find us across all the major medias, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and you can do this by searching Approximate Podcast. Um, most importantly, YouTubers, like, share, subscribe. Jamie, what's the burner line phone number, my friend? The burner line. That's a phone number that we have on a, a cell phone that we rarely check because it never blows up. But we're going to change that today. The number you need to call is 817-673-3704. Again, that's 817-673-3704. Very simple. You call that number, you leave a message, you leave a text. Give us a comment. Give us a question. We'll address you on the show. It's that simple. Do it. Do it. Um, and uh, unless you have anything to promote... Um. Nope, just nope. Um, questdrums.com. No, no, yeah, questdrums. <laughs> no, nope, no, you take your busted. <clears throat> Fuck y'all. Good night. Thanks for watching. We post new content weekly.